This is the Agent Revolution Podcast, the next evolution of the real estate industry. Let's get started. What's up? I'm Mike Wall, proud EXP agent, owner, and team leader, your host of the Agent Revolution Podcast for the next 30 minutes. I've got an absolutely crazy episode today. I'm sitting down with real estate legend, Curtis Johnson. Curtis runs one of the top 50 real estate teams in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. This dude is everywhere, and he's giving us the skinny on his transition to EXP. So let's get this thing started. Curtis Johnson, the freaking godfather, dude. It is an (laughs) honor to be sitting down and chatting with you today. So I just uh, I wanted to talk to you today because I was hoping that um, you would share with me, you know, your own personal, your unique journey um, from where you were at over to uh, where we are both now, which is EXP Realty. So, um, you know, Curtis, uh, if you don't mind, you know, tell us, you know, tell us a little bit. Of, well, first of all, man, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Man, it is an honor to the honor is mine to be with you, brother. It's uh, it, it's good. I'm excited. Appreciate that, brother. So how long have you been in real estate now? Because you were a 30 under 30 guy, right? <laughs> I was, yeah. Um, I, I think I got it when I was 29. But yeah, so I've been in a, little, in a couple months. It'll be 20 years exactly um, since, I, since I got my license. And I started a team after about a year. Um, you know, my, my first year, I sold 10 houses and was beating my head against the wall and trying to figure, you know, scrambling, working every hour possible. And the, you know, as I started to go through, I knew in, I, nobody could be working harder than what, than I was, but I also knew I made $24,000 that first year. I knew everybody was making more than I was and there, there was just things I didn't know. And so I just went out and, and hired the best coaches and traveled the, you know, traveled all over North America, trying to learn from the best people out there and then putting systems in place, uh, started a team that next year and, and we quickly went over a hundred units and we've been over, you know, a million GCI, several million GCI for, I don't know, like 16 years in a row or, or something like that. But, uh, just trying to surround ourselves with great people like yourself. Dude, that's, that's phenomenal. So let me ask you this. How did you like, how did you even get into real estate? Like what was, what, what, what did you do before? And then what was the transition process like? Um, you know, I think I did a lot of stuff. I think I realized that I'm unemployable <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, I, I started working when I was, you know, really, really young. I really had my first real job when I was 11. I had to kind of fake my ID to be able to qualify cause you had to be 12 to be a paper boy, but my stepdad worked for the paper. So, um, I, you know, I just started working hard when I was young and I just always been working and, and doing stuff. I got into real estate when I was 26 and started, you know, just, uh, you know, just kind of hustling with that. But right before it, I was going to, going to school, taking a full load. I was working at a financial planning software company, giving advice to uh, accountants and financial planners. I realized they didn't know what they were doing if they were getting advice from a young punk like myself and, and helping them try and help their clients out. And at the same point, I was working a third job. My wife, uh, I, I, was newly married and my wife is an accountant and she was an accountant at a at a dairy, at a dairy who they had a bunch of land and then they ended up uh, getting a cemetery and then they built a funeral home and they needed somebody with with an insurance license to sell insurance for for this stuff and and I happened to have one because I was at the financial planning company 
And so I started working a little bit there and ended up starting to sell death, if you will. I sold uh, <laughs> funeral plans and actually just finding a way to be able to help people so that in their time and need, they didn't overspend. I did that. And then we moved down to Arizona about 22, 23 years ago. And I realized, you know, no one's from Arizona. Everybody, you know, is from a different place. And it, and it wasn't something that I was really loving doing that. And so I ended up working for a real estate attorney doing some odd jobs and things I always thought I was going to be able to help out. And it, you know, it, it, it didn't, it, it wasn't the, it wasn't the best situation. He, he wasn't as, um, up and up as what I had kind of wanted to do. And I realized I'd rather just be on the happy side of this and, you know, go try and help people sell houses. And I thought, well, how hard could it be? Right. I was like, how hard could it be? And I, I told my wife, I wanted to go into real estate. She thought I was crazy. And uh, she said, okay, well, fine. We agreed that she was going to give me 90 days. And if I couldn't sell a house in 90 days, I was going to go have to get a real job. And again, I'm unemployable. And I knew I couldn't go back to a regular nine to five job because it just, just unemployable. I just, I, I, I too antsy to be able to do and, and got lucky, uh, sold one and got lucky and sold another. And, and now I'm almost, uh, between myself, and my team who I've just got the most incredible team almost uh, r really close to about 5,000 home sales now over the last uh, 19 years. Holy cow, man. So what was you guys' dollar volume last year in 2017? Uh, last year, we were between 50 and 60 million. Um, typically, we're between 60 and 70 million. And, you know, I think that's a, you know, we've probably done 40 million plus for I don't know, four, 13, 14, 15 years, something like that. I have to go back and, and look, but you know, it, it, it just kind of just keep plugging away. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. So, so, so between 50 and 60 million in 2017, how, Curtis, how is your team structured like right now? I mean, with, with admin, um, buyer and listing agents, how, how, how are you structured? Um, pretty, you know, pretty standard. And, you know, I allow agents based on skill to be able to work with buyers or sellers. If they've got their skill up, most people start out mostly working with buyers. But at the same point, I, we just made a decision a long time ago that if they can get their skill up, I, I've got some automated pieces to it so I can help people that maybe don't have their skill as high as they want, but they still want to be able to work with sellers so that they can go through the process. Because a lot of people, uh, I realized a long time ago that if they only work with buyers, and, and even though that's way more efficient, and I, I'm not going to dispute that it's that if you keep the focus down, they're more efficient, but there also becomes resentment I found. And uh, they, they also lose a lot of listing appointments because they don't want to turn them over or they've got a friend that's thinking about selling. And sometimes they'll leave the team because they're like, well, I'd never be able to get this. And so we do make it skill, you know, spill, sorry, skill-based um, that if they get their skills up, they can go through and work them. We've got, you know, on-site staff, um, admin, um, I just barely brought on a recruiter, full-time graphics person, full-time video person. Those are off-site. And uh, myself, I just kind of wander around and try and look busy, I guess. <laughs> so when did you guys – how long have you been with eXp now? I just hit six months. Okay, so six months. And where were you before eXp? And so my, my journey over the last 18 years or so, I, I was – with Remax, I was one of the, you know, the biggest producer in the in the area with Remax, and then I was really enamored with KW when Gary Keller came out with the Red Book, right? The real estate agent 
sure. uh, Millionaire Real Estate Agent books. Just a phenomenal book. I wanted to be around people because I know it's what kind of people are you in the room with? Who are you p- around people that are building a business? And I knew that he had some strategies. and I was more likely to be able to follow that if I was in that environment. And so I went over and again, at the time, it was the most entrepreneurial company out there, the opportunity to be able to buy into a market center, maybe even buy a region. And that was kind of alluring to me. And I went over there and, and I ended up getting about 5%, but there was also some politics I didn't really just love at exactly where I was at. So I was there for uh, a, a couple of years and then I ended up going, you know what, I believe the top of the mountain is to go open my own company, which I went and did and I ran my own for 12 years. It was just my team and loved it. It was fantastic. I loved Remax. I loved KW and I loved having my own. And then I realized after about 12 years, I was going fine. Everything was going, going good. But I, my, my lease was coming up and I was looking at what's the, what's the future five years out. And I believe it's about collaboration and about being really expanding your reach. And I thought we're going to need to go from, you know, 15, 18 agents to, to 50 to 80 agents. And I'm going to need to get more space. And, and then it becomes a little bit trickier to, to be able to do that. And I had a friend in town that had a, a massive, the biggest local real estate company. And we ended up making a partnership to go into business together and, and came over. And, and in a year, he grew his business from 500 agents to 800 agents. And I don't really take much part in that. I was a teeny tiny part in it, but it was good to be a part. And, and I saw the EXP opportunity. And I just said, this is just too absolutely insane to not look at. And, and guess, I, I did not want to go. I wanted to find every reason why it wouldn't work because it's, it sucks having to move to a new company. I didn't want to do it. Um, but when you see it, you just can't, you know, Jay talks about when you see it, you can't unsee it. When, when you really go through and you think about what your business can be, it's impossible to be your best and not be at an unlimited opportunity. And I think it's the biggest opportunity in real estate in my lifetime. I know it sounds overstated, but it's definitely the biggest opportunity in real estate right now. Could not agree more. So are you one of those guys, like for me, for instance, like um, I had been approached uh, about the the opportunity at EXP from some agents in our market who just unfortunately, um, they didn't have influence or I just, I was, for whatever reason, I just wasn't prepared to listen at that time. And um, so I, I had heard about it. I did very minimal research. Uh, and then, you know, um, I Kinder reached out to me through an email. And um, so I got obviously a little more curious because, you know, Kinder is who he is. And he was one of my mentors uh, from, you know, from afar since especially I'd only been in the, the real estate industry since 2000 or I'd been full time since 2014. And he was, you know, someone I looked up to. But were are you were you one of those people that kind of heard about it and then just you 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 um you brushed it aside and you didn't pay much attention to it or did you hear about it and then you started to dig in right away? Um, no, I looked at it for a year and and uh, people go, oh my gosh, don't you wish you had come earlier? And honestly, in my situation, I'm glad everything worked out exactly how it did uh, it, for a few reasons. I'll tell you. So. Our my great friend Brent Gove, he came to me I think in about October of 2016, and I had just barely I told you about that partnership I had just barely committed maybe a week before I hadn't moved over yet but I'd committed to it and I'm I'm a man of my word I said this is what I'm going to do 
And a few months before that, Brent and I, we had shared a room at a, a conference and, you know, when we'd be speaking or he'd be speaking or something like that. And just the, the most charismatic guy, the most incredible person who I just love to be around. And he calls me up and, and I knew that he was kind of getting a little bit frustrated with KW and looking for an opportunity, not necessarily looking to leave, but just looking around. And he says, oh my gosh, have you heard about this company EXP? And I was like, I've never heard anything. And I feel like I'm on the cutting edge of a lot of stuff. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he goes, all right. He goes, will you please at least look at this? And I said, hey, you could be showing up with a with a, uh, a wheelbarrow full of gold bricks and I'm going to have to turn it down just because I've already committed to something. I said, but I'll look at it just because I love you and I'm polite and I'll give you my feedback on it. And we got on a call. It wasn't even a, there wasn't even a video to watch. It was a call and he had someone explain the concept to me and it didn't really resonate with me it was too early some like it was it was a lot about the revenue share and it was a lot about and and I've never been in a you know a, a company that you're paid based on just strictly off growth and and just a lot of things it was I could see that it was powerful and I knew actually that Brent was going to crush it and I said Brent here's the deal they are so lucky to have you you are going to explode in that company I go but it's just not for me right now it's just too early and I'm not prepared to go to do that. I'm just not in a position to do that. And and I think he loved me all the more. And he goes, hey, this is cool. I'm showing it to eight people. And, and uh, you know, a year and a half later, a year later, I think all the eight people that he showed, I think maybe two or three came over originally. <clears throat> and I think over time, uh, the eighth one finally came over. And so that's pretty cool. But he showed it to me, and then we just stayed in contact every every month or every few weeks. And he went from five thousand to ten thousand to twenty thousand to at thirty thousand. He absolutely got my attention <laughs> to, to to just going. You've got to be kidding me! What's going on? And it wasn't that. I was really looking at how do I stop the treadmill of agents joining my team and then going off. Either they don't make it, or they do make it. We help them train them, and all of a sudden, after one, two, three years, they think they're geniuses and and they no longer need you and they go off to something else and they take your leads and they take everything else and they essentially compete with you in the market. And I thought, this isn't good for the team leader because you have to make a decision. You either pour into them or you hold back and I'm not going to hold back. Um, or it just doesn't, it doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel good to anybody for them to have to creep around. And I wanted to find something where I could go into business and that even when they were ready to fly, you know, spread their wings and fly, I could still support them genuinely and, and love them and, and help them and, and have them be the best they could be. And so we had that dialogue and then we looked at the turnover rates and, you know, what I was coming across, it was showing about a third of the turnover rate that, you know, most of KWs I've seen, the ones I've looked at are about 38% turnover rate and Remax pretty similar. And, and the ones I saw, you know, EXP was about a third of that. And that, and the ones that did leave teams in a lot of cases were staying inside people's growth pattern. It was a win. And we started getting pretty deep into that. And then right when I was kind of getting deeper into it, um, I, I hear that Jay's heading out to Florida to go look into this. And I go, oh, this is great because Jay's either you know going to get somebody really, really drunk and they're going to tell him the truth that this is a fraud or um, he's going to figure out it, it works. And then I don't know what I'm going to do. But I figured he'd he'd find enough flaws in it that I would just be able to put it out of my, out of my mind. I'll have to deal with it. And, you know, while he's there and while he's flying back, he, he's, you know, we're blowing each other up and he's like, dude, this is legit. 
And so then we really started going down that path. And, and I think about two months later, you know, we converted over and it's just been an absolutely, you know, I pinch myself. I feel like the luckiest person in the world, the most incredible experience, incredible opportunity um, I could have ever dreamt for. And I've been, I've been praying for this for about 20 years and it finally came. That is awesome, man. So, okay. So, so let me dive into that just a little bit, because I want to talk to you a little bit about the psychology between, um, when you found out, um, that when, when you initially, like, let's say you're talking to Jay on the plane, Jay's flying back from Florida and he's telling you, he's like, dude, this is legit. And so at that point in your mind, you're thinking, okay, then I, you know, what's next? Like what, what, like what's going through your head at that point? Are you starting to commit then mentally that you're going to make this change? I mean, you, you, well, first just answer that first. No, I, I, I got it and I started seeing it and, you know, I feel like I'm really bold and brave. And at the same point, I was like, you know, kind of peeing myself. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you know, is this too early? Am I, am I, I, I don't want to be those, I don't want to be the guy that jumps from a, a company that had just barely a year before. I, you know, I had my own company for 12 years. It wasn't like I was like every six months bouncing around. But at the same point, I was like, you, you know, I, I saw the opportunity. I knew it was where I was eventually going to go at that point. I just wasn't sure about the timing. But I knew that when I went, I was going to go big and I was going to go in. And I knew to do that. I know the power. I've watched, I've been involved in technology companies. And I knew that a lot of the technologies, you know, Boomtown, Tiger, Commissions, Inc., all these different ones, a lot of them were tiny fledgling things. And a lot of my friends, we got involved with them and they just, they took off because our, our industry loves celebrity agents. And I hate to say it a different way, but they love to see agents that are producing at a really, really high level and they, and they flock to them because we're always looking for the solution. We're always going, okay, what are the results? And I want to follow people that are getting the results. And so I knew that if I was coming, yeah. if I was going to go get in a fight, I was showing up with the biggest, baddest dudes I could find and that we were going to go win and that we were, if we we're going to go, we're going to bring everybody. Sure. <clears throat> and, and so then I started making a couple calls to people and a couple that they were kind of peeking around at it. And we all kind of went through a process of looking at it and you trying to go, well, where's the holes? Where's the holes? Where's the holes? And then after a while, you start going, well, what if there aren't in the holes? What if it's, what if it's just the easiest and the smartest thing to do? And, and, and then it was about, you know, okay, well, fine. Maybe in April I'll go. And then it was, you know, the end of January. It was like, well, we, I can't wait any longer. I just got to go do this. Got it. And so, okay, so perfect. So, you then you made the decision, okay, so I gotta do this. And and, and then so what come what obviously you've got this team, right? And so you're thinking about, right, how do I tell everybody or how do I approach everybody? Or had you already gone to your team members or at least your team leaders and and kind of pitched the idea? How did that work? No, I, I hadn't. I had kind of gone through because one of the things I've realized is you know, I, it's fun to talk about ideas. And a lot of times I like to talk about it with people on my team, but I can distract the heck out of them, right? You bring up an idea and then they just spend, like if, if people on my team thought, oh my gosh, he's going to go to a different company or do like production would stop, right? It would just like, everything would, would stop. I'm like, I can't do that. But I was going through doing my homework, doing my due diligence, studying, watching, watching every webinar I could find, you know, 12 times. When I got the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, I read that 12 times. And then I actually 
it was before they came out with the audio. I, I read it on to, on to actually cassette tapes, and then I'd sit there and listen to it because I wanted to internalize it. <clears throat> so I went deep in trying to figure out what are the solutions. And then it was just about how do I really, how do I go about this? And then I was talking to, to Brent and to Jay about how do I do it? And then it was, you know, kind of getting weak again. It was like, well, what if, what if my team doesn't come? I, I, I still need income. I need to, you know, I, I don't know if I feel like I'm getting older here. I don't know if I want to rebuild and, and start from scratch. And Brent Gove just said, here's the deal. You need to get to the point that if all, you know, 20 people on your team walked out or said, no, good luck, we're not going, that you would go anyways. And I go, well, I'm just not there. And it took about another week or two. And around Christmas time, a little after Christmas, I was like, you know what? I love my team. I love them to death. And at the end of the day, this is the best thing for them. And it's the best thing for me. They might not get it. Um, some will. And I figured I'd end up with about three or four people that would end up coming with me. But I was like, it's the best thing for them and the best thing for me. And I just made that decision. And then when I made that decision, I just sh I shared it with them. And, you know, all but, uh, you know, all but like two people came and one, one by their choice, one by mine, um, you know, but pretty much everybody came and it's just been a really good experience and a good ride to be able to go through it. Dude, that's awesome, man. And I, I appreciate you, um, you, you, you know, you being open about that. I think that, I think that is a probably a common fear of anybody that's um, you know running a team at this level is that you know if I make that change you know first of all is everyone going to come with me and you know secondarily is how is that going to impact my business if they don't so you know kudos for you and and you know I took a very similar approach and unfortunately um, uh, when we told um, Keller Williams that we were moving over, they, yeah, that, they, that wasn't they, a good thing. It wasn't a good thing for you, was it? <laughs> no, no. They immediately, uh, you know, sent our license back. They they made it very hard, and and I I don't believe that that is. I don't believe that is who Keller Williams is. I, unfortunately, I just think it was more to do with um, the the staff at our particular Keller Williams. So no, no, no bad. Yeah, we no, enjoyed absolutely. Our time at KW. Uh, well, one of the, one of the things I would. Say. One of the things I would say with that, sorry to interrupt, is I, I agree with that. I don't think that is the KW culture, but I think that that, it, that shines a light on one of the problems and why EXP is so attractive is because as much as KW is a company, each one is individual, each franchise is individually run and, and you're dealing with individual politics every five miles. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So, okay. So then you, when you approached your team, talk about like, how did you do that? Like, did you, did you go to your team leaders? Did you, did you group everybody in a room and say, Hey, guess what guys, we're all going to EXP. How, how did that, how did that work out for you? Um, I, I took two couple leaders that have been with me for, you know, about 12 years or so. I took them to lunch and, and, and they knew I was, I was searching for answers, right? We were trying to figure out what's the, you know, I'm, I'm like, what's the best thing. I'm always looking for what's the best thing, not like to jump, but like, What's the next best opportunity? You know, I've, I've been in this business long enough that things change all the time. And I laid it out and I said, hey, here's what we need to do. Here's the vision. And I said, and the vehicle to be able to get us there is EXP. That's where that's where we need to go. One of them was on board immediately. The other one was a little bit more skeptical, but he's like, hey, I'll go with you no matter what. And so I thought, even if I just have those two guys, I'm good to go. I'll, I, I can do, I can build you know, I, I can build fast enough to, to replicate it and I'm good to go with that. I didn't, I, I still wanted everybody, but that's where I was ready to go. Um, because I knew that 
this was the best thing for them and that if I could relay that in a way um, that most would come or I wasn't even sure if most would come, but I knew that the ones that wanted to be there, those would be the important ones. So then I went to admin, uh, talked to them, got admin on. Then I was like, okay, well, I got my admin, um, got my leaders, and I'm going to present this in a way that, you know, hopefully everybody sees it. This isn't just an opportunity for me. This is everybody has, the, even if they're on a team cap, everybody has the same opportunity. And before, I couldn't offer them stock in the company. I couldn't offer them, you know, a savings plan. I couldn't offer them stuff at 20% off. I couldn't be able to offer those types of things to them. And so it is an opportunity for them. It's, it's an opportunity for them to build revenue and you know, passive sources and to be able to do that. And then I got everybody, once I planned, we, we got them in a room and presented it and said, this is what we're going to do. And I said, if you want to stay here at our current place, you can do that. I'll make it. I've got a sweet deal set up for you to stay. If you want to come, I got a sweet deal for you there and I'll love you all the same no matter what. And, and I'm okay either way. So I love that, man. So ultimately, it just it was about them. And you, well, I think it's what I'm hearing you say is once you realized that you know what it's like this is a better opportunity for them. It became actually easier for you to then make the decision to move to EXP. Is that what I'm hearing? I, I would even say I felt at my core, I felt obligated. I felt that even if, as like most people on a team, just have their head down and they're hustling and running. And they're so busy working, doing stuff, they don't see the opportunity. And, and so I, I knew that most of them wouldn't see this as a big opportunity for them. They, they would self-discover it over the first six to 18 months, maybe 24 months. They would wake up to it eventually. And I thought most of them aren't going to see it. But when I knew at my core it was the best thing for them, I would be mad if I was on a team and a team leader had a chance to come and give me a bigger opportunity and didn't come. And didn't tell me about it. And, and I know it might sound a little weird, but I felt like a moral obligation. I, it, was, it was morally reprehensible to not come. <laughs> sure. No, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so I want to I wanna rewind just a little bit and go back to something you said um, earlier about um, what really just boiled down to recruiting and retention, right? So you have these agents, you teach them everything you know, they come in, they have success, right? And then they go off and sell real estate on their own and they compete against you, right? So talk specifically about how eXp has helped you in that regard. That's a great question. Um, it, you know, and, and it's been real. So in the last six months, um, you know, again, I, I, I've lost, a, a, you know, a couple agents, but I've also had a couple agents. I could change the toilet paper and I'll lose thirty percent of the people in my comp in my team. And that's across the board in almost <laughs> anything. You could you could change the color from off white to cream on your logo, and you know agents are going to use that as an excuse to go. That's just what happens, especially in Arizona. It's the, it's probably the biggest transient real estate market in the world with forty thousand local real estate agents that are constantly being told that the grass is always greener and they right. bounce around not making any money. And so it's going to happen and, and it hurts, but that's just kind of the way that it's going to go. But it's also a bigger opportunity. And I've, I've had uh, a couple people on my team, uh, three in particular that came here that probably that all said they wanted to stay on my team. And actually, maybe back up a little bit. Even when I presented this, there was a couple people that had interviewed with eXp that I didn't know or they had talked to people about it. One, A couple of them were investing in EXP. And I'm like, crap. I'm like, I had no idea. <laughs> you know, So I was probably going to lose them at some point to EXP anyways if I didn't come. But when I over the last six months, I've helped 
a few of them say, hey, this is great. I love EXP. I love you. And in a different world, they would have left. They would have went to HomeSmart or, you know, KW or Century 21 or Coal Banker or something. But they said, hey, I want to stay here and I want to build a team. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to present this. And I said, you've got my blessing. Let me let me help you do that. And so I could continue to pour into them as much or even more and help them grow. One in particular, I think he's got about seven or eight recruits. He's got like four or five on the books, I think. But he's got like uh, several more that he's bringing on. Another one has gone off and he's got two or three agents that recruited. And so it, and one just barely this last week, we're helping him transition out. And so it puts me in a better spot. Not that I don't want people on my team, but it puts me in a spot that I can say, hey, I'm going to give you guys everything I've got. And when it's time, whether whether I agree it's time or not, it, it's immaterial. You know, it's kind of like someone in the NBA that, you know, they might or in college, they might have played one year and maybe they're maybe they think they're amazing and they're going to get drafted. Um, and we try and give them the best advice we can. Right. And, and when they think it's time for them and they want to go spread their wings, they've got my blessing and I'll help give them everything. Everybody in our group and our honey badger group and they get all that. They get me still to help consult with them. And it just brings a lot of value and actually makes them feel more confident in going on their own and more confident in building something bigger. And I feel like I can give, give more and help them have a bigger life. Yeah, that's, that's epic, dude. And you know, the thing about it is, and what I started to realize too, is that, um, and, and, and really a, a message that I want to relay, especially to other team leaders, um, uh, who are listening is the fact that, you know, when you're making a change, if you like, when I went back and talked to my people, Curtis, most of them said, Hey, you know what? I would go with you if you went to, you know, whatever real estate company I found, I started to find that most people were loyal to me and to what I provide, the value that I provided um, for, you know, for their benefit. And it's, it's funny because we don't, the first thing we think of as team leaders is that, you know, okay, so if I move companies, all these people may leave me. And what we don't realize is the fact that most of them, in fact, are with us because of the value that we're already providing. And it wouldn't matter what company we're with. It was an only an added benefit that we were moving to EXP and being able to provide more value than we could ever provide at any other company. Absolutely. No, I, I 100% agree. So where do you see this whole EXP thing going, man? We're what, we just crossed, what, the 12,000 12, agent barrier here just a month ago? Yeah, I think 13,000. Are right? we 13 so now? I, I think so. And, and I remember... Um, when I was really looking at this back, way back, like seven, eight months ago, um, and we were talking about what's the future hold for, you know, EXP and, and stuff like that, the um, the idea was, wow, you know what, we, we think, and I think at the time it was like 4,500 people in the company, and it was, wow, you know what, maybe if everything goes right at the end of 2018, we might hit 12,000 agents, and I was like, so you're telling me we would triple in the, in the next like 14 months or whatever. And I was like, that's just nuts. But yeah, we've already hit it. And it's, you, you know, in, in June or so, we, we hit that already. So, it, you know, now we're looking at, okay, we're probably going to get to 20,000 agents, you know, this year. And then probably double again in the next nine months after that. Wow. So how big can it get, you think? <clears throat> you, you know, my gut, and again, this is my... I think it's going to get to 250,000 in North America. 
and you know, and even that just boggles my mind with it. But I, I truly believe that's what's going to happen. I was talking to Brent Gove, and he said something just shattered my mind. And uh, you know, and I, I mentioned him because you know this is so new for everybody. We're just blazing trails. We're just looking at it, but. You know, he said, "Hey, there's 12 million real estate agents in the world. We're just we just need to get two million of them." You know, and I look at the massive revenue stream and the massive stock and everything else, and how much fun this is. Having the most fun I've ever had in 20 years, and, and we're at 12 or 13 thousand agents. Talking about getting to two million, my mind can't. It's like, it's like how many stars are there? I can't. I can't even comprehend it. I don't know. It's too much. <laughs> well, I can hear it in your voice, man. You're definitely excited, and it is always a pleasure to talk to you. I've got one more question here before I let you go. So, yeah, what would you tell that agent, that broker, that team leader um, who's listening to this uh, right now? What would you tell them if, if they were thinking about making the move to EXP or any other company? What would you tell them to kind of encourage them um, to uh, to make the move? <laughs> You know, I, I don't know if I can talk about any of the results we've had or, you know, anything over the last six months. <clears throat> um, you know, I feel like I've been the luckiest guy in the whole world and, in, in, you know, people joining and, and stuff like that. But I can tell you, looking at it, when you're on the outside and you look and you, first of all, if, if you can sell real estate, you can sell it anywhere. You can sell it at KW, you can sell it at Cobalt Banker and Century 20. You can just sell it. You, you can sell it anywhere. You can have your own company. It's not going to change that much. It's about who, what rooms you can get in, who you can surround yourself with, business associates, people to partner with you, and um, you know what kind of training and types of things that you can take going forward. But that's everybody's going to be able to get commissions. But it's about are you going to add the other two legs of the stool so you can have a three-legged stool with some stability and and having stock. And most agents don't have a four hundred one k. They don't have that, and they're and they're not paying their taxes. So you add that in with the, the stock component of it, and then you add in the revenue share, that passive income. If you're not buying a bunch of investment properties every year, you, you know you need the revenue share. And I can tell you, looking on the outside, it looks like fantasy numbers. You know, I was hoping to at the end of the first year to get to five thousand dollars a month because I thought, hey, that'll make my wife happy and she'll like leave me alone and realize it's kind of a, at least it works. You know, the whole time I was with KW, I got less than five hundred dollars the whole time. <laughs> you know, my, my my first revenue share check with with EXP was eighteen hundred dollars, and you know, in in six months now it's into the twenty, almost thirty thousand a month, which is just nuts. It seems nuts looking on the outside. It doesn't seem real. Yeah. But I can tell you, it's more real than anything else out there, and it's the most fun. And you get to hang out with awesome superstars like you, Mike, and it is just a blast, man. That is awesome, dude. Well, listen, it has been such an honor um, to have you on the show. I know you're a busy dude. I know you're setting the world on fire. I know you're spreading the, the EXP joy. So I, so I so appreciate you being here and spending a couple minutes with us today. Yeah, it's been a blast. I appreciate the honor to, honor to be on with you. Wow. Curtis is one of my absolutely favorite people in real estate. He's just an incredible wealth of experience and knowledge. Hey, please do me a big favor. If you know someone you think might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. If you like the podcast, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. If you're curious about eXp and what it can do for your business, head on over to explodingwealth.com and watch my short video. And if you have questions and want to schedule 30 minutes one-on-one -on -one with me, go to meetmikewall.com. That's it for this episode of the Agent Revolution Podcast, and I will see you again next week.